Hello San Pedro podcast, episode 31. You are listening to the Hello San Pedro podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Hello St. Peter podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Silva. Um, wow. So it's now the month of May. We're getting closer to summer, even though it doesn't always feel like it. It's been a little gloomy lately, <laughs> um, but it doesn't change the fact that we are approaching summer. And um, of course, we're in one of the best, I would say, the best waterfront cities in California. I absolutely love it here and it's going to be beautiful. Um, I I'm actually just going to get straight in today's episode because my guest and I talk a lot. And not only do we talk a lot, but we actually talk very fast. <laughs> when I was um, doing the editing for this episode, I was like, wow, we are speaking very quickly to each other. I wonder if people are going to be able to keep up. Um, I make no apologies for how fast we are talking, but I will tell you, um, and for some of you, it might be a reminder, but I will tell you that on your podcast app, you will have a speed feature. This might be the time to use it. So for those of you who don't know, um, in the Apple podcast app, which is where you, most of you listen to me, it's in the bottom left-hand corner and it'll say one X. You can change it to, um, 1.5 X or one and a half X, two X and then half X. So that's would be adjusting the speed. And, um, yeah, this might be an episode where you want to listen to it at a half speed because her and I speak very quickly. Um, but all of that aside, you know, the, from the moment she reached out to me um, to, you know, the time we actually had our conversation, I just felt it just felt like we were old friends. Uh, we hit it off immediately. Uh, she's she's very cool. And I'm very excited about the business that she's starting. So, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and introduce her. Um, Ashley Rios, who is my guest on the podcast today, is a young entrepreneur and she is the owner of San Pedro's first boutique Pilates and bar studio, which will be opening very soon at the 25th and Western um, uh, Vons Plaza. So definitely want to stay tuned, hear about her business and how she came to be a business owner and also um, check out all the links in the show notes because it'll tell you how you can get in on her um, her intro prices and all that. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoy and yeah. Okay, here we go. All right, everyone, thanks for joining us again. So today in the studio, I have Ashley Rios. She is the owner of Fit Culture Pilates, which is coming soon to 25th and Western in the Pacific View Shopping Center, right? Yes. Okay, <laughs> Vaughn's Shopping Center, AKA. Um, thank you, Ashley, for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks, how are you? I'm good, <laughs> thank you for asking. I just had my coffee and my bagel, so I'm good. Awesome. <laughs> we did just bond over Game of Thrones, and we had like a 20 minute side conversation before getting started. <laughs> so, um, so we're here to talk about big culture Pilates. Yeah. Um, first of all, I am super excited about a Pilates studio coming to town. This is really cool. Um, 
You were born and raised in San Pedro, right? I was, yeah. I'm the second second generation here. Okay. Yeah, because both of my grandparents came from Mexico. Uh-huh. I am a white Tina. I know, uh-huh. like, I'm a blonde white girl, but I'm like Latina. I was like, I see some blonde there. Yeah, I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they came here, and then my mom was born here. So she was the, my mom was the first generation here, and then I came around, mm-hmm. and then I went to Holy Trinity. And then for high school, I like would carpool to West LA to Notre Dame Academy, um, which is an all-girl Catholic high school with uh-huh. like two other like Pedro girls yeah. for like four years. And now when I look back, I'm like, why did I do that? Like, why did I like spend an hour and a half like triplet? I did that too, actually. Really? Did you know that? Yeah. Um, so I didn't go to Notre Dame, but I went to um, I went to Trinity Lutheran School oh, okay. for pretty much all of my elementary and junior high school years and then for high school i went to um brethren christian high school in huntington beach so i commuted over there that's a nicer drive though it is it is i will say it's a nice drive because i literally would just like go over the bridges go through ocean and i would take pch all All the way way down that's what i do now to go to the beach yeah it's like i don't need the freeway i just stop and get a latte i love i absolutely loved that commute to to huntington beach to my high school it was great I know, right? It was, those were fun times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I um, I went to college in Tufts. I went to the East Coast because mm-hmm. I thought, one, I wanted a really good education and I wanted to get out of California. And two, I thought East Coast guys were hotter. And then I came back to California. So I earned my BA. And then I came back and then my, I did my BFA at Otis okay. for fashion design. So I had two <laughs> undergrad degrees, which is always useful. <laughs> Another thing we have in common, because right? I went to FITM, um, which is a fashion institute right here in downtown Los Angeles. Um, I didn't actually go for fashion, but I went for design. Yeah, and then so I did that, and then I like had a bunch of student loan debt, and I was like, why? Like, why did I make these choices? Yeah. And then all my other friends that went to like Cal State's like bought condos and were like making hundred thousand dollars a year. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh, the choices I've made for yeah. education. I've like I've recently actually um, a friend of mine who went to FITM was like, are you even using your degree, girl? Because I'm not, and I am stuck with all these debts. And I was like, yeah, I'm not really either. No, you know. <laughs> So, like, um, I graduated high school in 2009, um, and, like, you know, like, 10 to 15 years ago, that was, like, the thing, right? It was, like, just go to the best college you can. get You can get loans. And it was such bad advice. It was, like, like that's what I tell people. It's, like, if you don't know what you're going to do, just go to community college or, like, like don't don't commit to student loan debt because it's not worth it. Like, save yeah. that for grad school when yeah. you know what you really want to do. I, I have forever. It is, student loan debt is forever. You can't get rid of it. I completely agree. I While I value my – first of all, I, I think my education was amazing. It's one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. Um, and while I think that everyone should kind of experience going to a university or going to some type of um, – um, like furthering education yeah. uh, I do see why it is a huge commitment because you're not just committed to it for the four years you're committed to it for like uh, I mean decades after you go you know and for some people that debt just gets worse you know yeah um, there are people who have paid like the full principal amount of their debt and still owe like a hundred thousand dollars because of the interest that exactly been- yeah, i would pay off ten thousand and i have ten thousand on interest by the time i finally paid off my student loans yeah I mean, it was crazy and like i don't know i just think that it's not like people tell you follow your dreams 
don't don't follow your dreams like don't do that follow the money like you're gonna be miserable no matter which you do in the beginning so you should follow the money and i'm telling you from experience that's just how it is that's really funny that you said that and i know that to some listeners that might sound like just like really a horrible like take on a horrible take on life where like you're gonna be miserable either way but let's just let's just really dissect that for a moment you know if you're if you follow your passion i actually just heard um an episode on another podcast there's a podcast called work life and um it's by ted you know like the ted Ted talks and everything so um there's this guy who's a psychologist and he actually studies why we hate our jobs basically and he said why following your passions isn't the best advice and it's basically because first of all let's just say you're really passionate about gardening okay um and i just had a really cool gardener um on the on the podcast so gardening is a really cool thing and we all love it but let's just say that you can't exactly make a living enough to support your family on gardening you know what i mean like it's 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 a question as to okay how good are you at it and then are they hiring you know what i mean or like can you make a business from it you know will it pay um because honestly the 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 path that you choose if it doesn't have enough income it is going to like directly correlate to your stress level you know if you don't have enough money to kind of like get through life you are going to be stressed out you know yeah exactly so that's why follow the money isn't such a bad advice because if you follow the money and you make your money and you are smart with your money you could capitalize on it and get out and then follow your passion exactly so i would say follow your passion as a hobby and then at some point when you've cultivated and you know like say you're good at making jewelry like you maybe in like 10 years you could be this you you know you could actually make a career out of that you know as and do that as a part you know as a part-time job or whatever but I don't think I just am very burnt out and so many of my friends that are smart intelligent women are there we've gone through like four quarter life crises you know what I mean you just keep going like is this is my quarter life crisis like no that that was just your pre-quarter life crisis and then now you're having your your real quarter life crisis you know people don't understand like especially people from older generations don't understand how we could even have a quarter life crisis <laughs> but the truth is is that it is a completely different time for people in our age group right now you know um, especially in our early 20s like we were going through a lot you know we were trying to pick out what college we were going to. We were trying to figure out how to make money with that degree. We were trying to figure out, um, you know, we were how we're supposed to afford to live and still pay off our student loans, you know? Because the the money that we're making just hasn't kept up with how much everything costs cost nowadays. Living. Exactly. It just it just doesn't add up. That's how we have a quarter life <laughs> crisis. crisis, right? Yeah. And then, well, there's yeah, that's a huge part of it. And then it's just like back in the day like in my mom's generation you would just work at the same company or job for like 30 years like they people would you would just do it nowadays yeah. it's like you're all i was always stressed out i was gonna get laid off you know yeah. it's like you can't you you don't want to be a job hopper but it's just like that's the only way you can get like uh know. let's just talk about that for a moment because <laughs> um you know even if we did go through the mentality like i'm gonna work here for the next 30 years uh these massive companies don't give a care what you wanted to do they will lop you off in a layoff and and you know not think twice about it um you know i you know without naming names i know companies that have made 
huge mass layoffs in the last couple years, you know, and affecting a lot of people's livelihoods that way. It doesn't matter even if that was the kind of the way we still do things, like there's just no way. We have to have a backup plan and we have to consistently find a company and hop around until we find a company that we can trust, you know? So I definitely understand when, when people our age or especially in their early 20s just out of college are hopping around finding finding a job yeah it's just a different it's just a different workplace and environment that i think that even from like this the transition from like next generation to millennials is yeah. so different and then there's yeah. like the what is it, the one before baby boomers yeah They're just like it's just like the, the, there's just so it's just so different it's hard for people to understand yeah because like like we have to like moving back you know move back home with our parents live in basements live like have four roommates to pay rent you know it's just like you can't just go buy a home nowadays when oh you're yeah like let's be real let's just be real about that it's just not a reality for us but for you <laughs> yeah let's let that leads us into how you um you're starting your business that's yeah. an exciting undertaking. Right? Okay, so imagine I'm in a fetal position crying on the floor. No kidding. <laughs> That's how <laughs> this story begins. Yeah, this is how the story begins. Um, so, okay, there's two, there's two starting points. One, I fell in love with Pilates because I've had four orthopedic surgeries. Um, I had my shoulder scoped done twice and have oh. had both, um, both of my hips done because I had uh, torn labrums. Yeah. You know, just is that just you know how I roll and so I've had I had three orthopedic surgeries within one year and then another one a year later for my shoulder to get redone again Mm -hmm. so then Pilates was like the best rehab for me yeah in terms of just like why I love it and why I'm passionate about it Mm -hmm. um and then so I've been doing Pilates for like eight years just as my own personal workout on and off again experiencing really great physical fitness like having like the best body of my life and then like when things would hit the fan I would eat my feelings like being like 30 pounds heavier eating fried chicken and ice cream oh yeah we bonded about this too because like when I'm going through stress moments like those are literally my two like choices of food is just if you even want to call it that but yeah ice cream and chicken <laughs> yes but like with french fries and like ranch dressing on the side mm-hmm. not with ice cream but you know yeah chicken. like immediately before the ice cream <laughs> yes yeah we have your two beautiful babies in the in the studio um what kind of dogs are these they're all shepherds okay yeah, they're, they're shepherds. beautiful look at their light eyes so beautiful yeah they're like one of them is walking around trying to get comfortable sorry if you yeah. hear like Oh, that's okay. Heavy breathing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we love dogs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the, that's like why I love Pilates and why, like, and so, but there wasn't, there was never one in San Pedro, and even when I was living out of town, um, you know. Where would you go? I would just go to, like, the beach cities, like Redondo, yeah. Huntington, like, this, mm-hmm. like, you know, sexy Pilates places, just mm-hmm. go to there, or, like, even in my, like, when I was doing PT, they had Pilates there as well, and mm-hmm. I had my own home machine, but I'm, like, I was too lazy to, like, really, like, do it on time, I kind of just would stop and, like, go eat something and come back. I think we're a lot more alike than <laughs> we think, I'm, like, learning that, because I worked at, I worked at Equinox, actually, okay. at PV for a while, but, like, I didn't actually start working out there until someone, like, made me, like, someone's, like, I'll see you at Spin in the morning, I was, like, whoa, I never committed to going to sit, she's, like, bye, and I was, like, crap. She thinks she's going to see me at spin. And that's how I got into spin. And I was like such a huge, I loved it so much. I was like, oh my God, I want to be a spin instructor. I just want to like be here all the time. Yeah. And I, it, it was the first time that I ever found like an actual joy from exercising. I never found anything that I actually enjoyed doing, you know, as far as physical fitness, you know, because I think maybe some like early 
childhood traumas, you know, kind of happened in PE. It was like that 13-year-old, you know, weird phase, just having kind of gotten, become a woman, if you will, quote-unquote. Yeah, Yeah, so I, like, just got my menstrual cycle, and, like, it was, like, a bad combination of everything. It was, like, PE testing, you know, um, overly eager whistleblowing coach just, like, let's go, let's go, and I, like, it just all came down to a boiling point. (laughs) I have a PE story. Well, so when I was at Hull Journey, I used to have orthopedic shoes because, like, I had flat feet, and Uh my mom would make me wear these, like, leather Mary Janes. I had, like, Mm -hmm. the... The art support put in, so the kids would make fun of me and oh. like call me Ronald McDonald, or they'd call like when oh Forrest Gump gosh. when Forrest Gump came out because he had like leg braces. Yeah. So when I would run, they would yell, "Run, Forrest, run!" <gasps> so I remember like kids are so mean. So like when I was in my twenties and I went because Tufts is in Boston, right? So you take like a bus to go to New York. So I remember yeah. visiting New York and then downtown New York. There was like the Bubba Gum Trim Company, like it's like a family style chain. There was one in New York, and my friend was like, "Oh, let's go eat here." So I walk into the lobby, and then it's all the scenes from the movie. So then I have, like, this panic attack because I, like, remember, like, being teased from oh Forrest Gump. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to – I need to sit down. I'm having I'm having PTSD from childhood, like, trauma. You know what? It's like I don't think that we realize we're going through that kind of thing when we're in our – you know, when we're in junior high or whenever, however old we were. But, like, I remember going into, like, a fitness class at Equinox, and it was, like, one of those – I swear, it was, like, all coming back to me. I was like, oh, my God, is this timed? It's timed, and the lights are bright, and everyone's <laughs> yelling at me, oh, my gosh, this is good. it's happening, you know? Yeah. And it was really that spin class where it was, like, all dark, the music was, was loud, like no one could ball? see. You know what? There, it was, there was a mirror, but it was, like, super dark in the room, okay. you know? And the instructor was actually a friend of mine, you know, because I worked there, so I knew all the instructors. And um, he was somebody I always talked to, and he was such a good instructor. And he would wear this, like, mohawk that lit up. Like, he would wear this, <laughs> like, kind of, like, mohawk thing yeah. that lit up. And it glowed in the dark. And he would wear these shades that were also glow in the dark and it would like flash lights or whatever yeah, okay. and he was basically like a dj spin instructor Such nice and it was i want to go to that class it was literally the coolest class i've ever taken ever and that started my like obsession and my healing process yes, right <laughs> with with um exercise in general i guess we'll say yeah no it's funny well like because i saw the menu and i was like okay i'm hungry i'll get over my ptsd and eat shrimp so then yeah. that got, it, went, it went okay yeah. right and then it's funny because I used to not like spin because I found the seat there a little uncomfortable. Like, like yeah. I don't like I don't know. Just like this isn't like I just want to stand the whole time. But then I like now the newer bikes have like more comfortable like yeah shades that yeah. are more like not all up in there. Yeah, they're a little like uh, female friendly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of funny because I actually do want to add a spin room once someone leaves the shopping center because right now I just have a Pilates room but the goal is to expand like over okay. time to have a yoga room and, yeah. a, and a spin room yeah so that would be like so come come by and take mm-hmm. some classes yeah <laughs> that would be cool um I like yoga and I've really never done Pilates before like I've really never taken a proper Pilates class so I'm excited Till now <laughs> I know I'm excited I'll definitely go um so yeah that's cool all right, let's go back into your business. So okay. after 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 you realized that you had a passion for Pilates, at what point did you think that this was something you wanted to pursue? So see, well, I was in fashion and I hated every job I had. Not to sound negative, but I was just like, why am I miserable? Do you time? think it's the industry? Or? It's the industry. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely the industry. It was just yeah, and driving downtown and like not seeing the sun and then just everyone is stressed out and then. 
I joined the industry right after there was like the um, the whole recession. So it just changed everything because you yeah. can't really even now you can't really make money being a fashion designer and it's not glamorous because yeah. you're like in a room like in a basement somewhere where people yell at you and mm-hmm. there's these deadlines and you're just you're you're literally working like sixty hours a week or more yeah. and you're just miserable and every and like your boss doesn't know how because you're all like the, the, one of the one of the complaints I had was that there was no real like management structure. They would just hire other designers to supervise you, but they had no managerial experience. And people were always just getting laid off or let go because there was always budget cuts. But but it wasn't functional to the company. Like no one really knew how to run the businesses, yeah. if that makes sense. So yeah. you were always like stressed out that you were gonna like have to, you know, you would get laid off and they would they would violate labor laws. They like wouldn't pay you overtime. They there was just so many like shady things that would go on yeah. in the industry that like it was just kind of it just wasn't a healthy environment. Yeah. You know, like it just wasn't fun. Did, did you by any chance listen to Stacy's from Nuda? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did listen to her. Yeah, she said the same thing. She was like it was just a bad environment. Like, yeah, and I wasn't helping anyone and then especially because the whole movement towards what they call fast fashion, which is really like a a cute way of saying cheap clothes. Yeah. But really it's like you hear about companies like Nike or, you know, or uh, Urban Outfitters or whatever getting in trouble for like labor law violations overseas. Yeah. But those are just the big ones that happens every time. Because when you buy a top for three ninety nine, guaranteed someone is suffering because of it. You know, like there's some little kids sewing this somewhere in like Bangladesh. Because that's the only way they can get the labor to be that cheap. Yeah. You know, so then I was like... That's the only way you can have a product that's just under $5, you know, it's because it would cut so many, you know, it took sh- so many shady cuts along the way. Yeah, exactly. And so when I really learned about that, I was just like, I just felt like a horrible person because I was contributing to like... The fast fashion Yeah, this fa- the fast fashion trends. But people don't really, they don't want to know, right? Like we don't really want to know where our clothes come, where our meat comes from. We just want it cheap yeah. and fast and delivered mm-hmm. in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So there was just, I mean, that was why, I mean, I was like, I really wish I could find a job like where I one can I wanted to make my own schedule right I was like I want to you know be able to live and be able to go surfing when I want you know like, like fantasy right I like my fantasy I like yep. I can do what I want like you know stay, have my own schedule help people and like interact with people and then kind of just like be able to like, like we talked about drive along the coast you know and like see the view as opposed to being on the 110 in like yeah. bumper to bumper traffic yeah. like listening to sex on fire but you know and yeah. like waiting for the traffic to end mm-hmm. you know so um traffic is like slowly murdering us all <laughs> i feel strongly about that yeah exactly i remember looking at myself in the mirror one day like and I was blue. Like, I was so pale, I was blue. Like, I was like, this is what a vampire looks like. I have it, like, I must have a vitamin D deficiency. Like, I'm not, I haven't seen the sun for days, uh, for months. So there was that, and so that was, like, a long process. So I actually thought I wanted to be a marital family therapist. Like, I, want, I thought, like, because people tell me they're crazy stuff anyway, so I might as well, like, charge them for it. You know, because like, I guess my personality, like, people share things, even when I don't want them to. You, <laughs> you have this, like, um, personality that's like, okay, it just, you, you somehow send a signal out that you can, we can tell you anything. Yeah. You're, like, a very non-judgy but on like uh understanding type of person i think uh, yeah thank you no i so that makes so. sense i see it yeah like yeah so i was like okay you did what with your cousin last night and you were drunk oh my gosh you know like yeah. no judgment but like people tell you the craziest stuff and you're like okay like you know game face on but like so um 
Yeah, so there was, I was looking into doing that, so I started taking classes, like the prereqs for different therapy programs, and that was like, I was doing that over several years. And then, I mean, I can't really talk about it, but basically, right before the Me Too movement, I was at a company, and I was just getting seriously, like, sexually harassed, like, really badly. Um, and I can't, like, legally talk about, like, what happened, but I found myself in a situation where, like, over a year process of, um, as, of a settlement agreement, um, I had like a certain amount of settlement money, right? Mm-hmm. So I had like the seed money. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I don't, and I like didn't want to go back in the fashion industry. Like the idea of me going back in the fashion industry was like me being in the corner crying. Cringing. Like I yeah. can't do this. But at the same time, I was like, what skills do I have? Because I've been doing this for eight years. My BA is in fashion, which is incredibly focused, incredibly specialized, right? And then my other B, my other BA is in um, art history, which is useless, right? Because you know that's what you do when you go to the East Coast to one of the top schools in the country. You you major in something that you can't. Possibly possibly make use. money from yeah exactly <laughs> like you can't like why don't I do that like, yeah I like looking at paintings and memorizing dates mm-hmm. but yeah so I didn't even do anything like I think an English degree would have been more useful honestly mm-hmm. so um so I kind of like took a year off and was just like literally going to Nicaragua and surfing all the time and like going to Bali and oh my gosh it's amazing yeah well it was fun so, so you spent time abroad just like surfing yeah like and, for like, like a week I'd come back like every other month I would just go for like week trips and then it was funny because I would just go on these like women's retreats for like surfing or like I went on goddess retreats and then I'd make I'd meet all these cool chicks from around the world and make friends and I like didn't want to be around men because I didn't feel safe right you well, know? when you go through something like sexual harassment yeah you you go through a period where you just don't really trust or feel safe around certain people yeah. yeah, and it was pretty, like, and it was, like, and I feel like people don't understand, like, sexual harassment is very broad, but mine was pretty, like, extreme, but I can't talk about it. So, um, yeah, so I was kind of traumatized for a while, I was like, I don't trust men, I don't really want to be around men, and I, like, had gained, like, 25 pounds, and I was like, I'm okay with my body, like, I'm just, like, I'm okay with this, like, I'm just not, I remember having to go to, like, one of my legal meetings, and, like, my blazer is not fitting, you know, like, do that thing where you, like, spread your shoulders. That's and, like, where I'm at now, I'm yeah, just like, like oh, wow, this blazer doesn't fit anymore, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so there was just that, and I was, like, I was doing that, and then I would, like, constantly call my, 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 uh, I, savings account manager guy, like, at Ameriprise, and be like, can you transfer 2000 can you transfer 2000 and then, so I went from having you know, a lot of money to slowly depleting it. And then he's like, really, you need to kind of do something to like compensate for like the loss of the savings. And then I was like, okay, then I started working for Easter Seals doing autism services for the last year where I kind of would go to kids' homes and do ABA applied behavioral analysis, which was like completely different than anything I'd ever done before, but it was um, mainly to help me be more competitive in the application process, yeah. you know, like for ther- to be a therapist or at that point I was also thinking about doing OT, occupational therapy. So I was okay. two different like fields that, I, that I've kind of been like pursuing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I was doing that and then, um, which doesn't really pay a lot and that's its own stress level because, you know, people are crazy and when you're in their homes, like you oh, see they're crazy, I'm right? I'm sure, yeah. So, you know, but it was, it was, it had its ups and downs. So I was doing that and I wanted to, I realized I wanted to start a business. And I was actually pursuing the research and looking into a bar studio just because the, the startup was less, right? Because you have ballet bars. You don't really have that much equipment, mirrors, right. right? And I was going to all the different bar studios. And then I, and I was writing my business plan as if it was a bar studio. 
But because there wasn't one in San Pedro, right? So, like, there wasn't really... Yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, I don't think there really is one. Yeah, there isn't, because ever since Curves left, mm-hmm. like, not not that my studio is for women, but it's for anyone, but the Curves was, like, that female-focused workout place. Yeah. And everything in San Pedro is, like, there's yoga, and then there's kickboxing, right? You yeah. Know, there's boot camps. There yeah, and there's, like, a lot of workout places I've been noticing in the downtown area yeah. that are kind of, like, holes in the wall, but also they're, like, blasting, like, like heavy, heavy metal music and it's just like very like you know weight focused yeah yeah like very focused on weights and stuff so that i could see how that wasn't exactly the the genre that you were looking for yeah and i realized that there's i was gonna do in long beach that's where i was pursuing but the rent is like so much higher the rent's even higher than it is in torrance and then there was women at like my dog park that were in their 40s and 50s i'm like we want something here we're tired of going to torrance we're tired of going to possibilities to work out like they were like telling me like no there's an income here because i was i wasn't convinced that there was enough people that made over $60,000 that had a disposable income to pay for Pilates. Yeah, like, let's be real. Like, that's a, like, to be able to pay, you know, a monthly, you know, membership fee to any kind of workout place, like, even Equinox over there, you know, on the hill, like, you have to have enough disposable income to do that. So I can see why I, like, I wouldn't necessarily think Pedro was that, that sector either, you know? Yeah, and then, so I was looking into that, and then when, like, if you go to the post office website, there's this thing called Every Door Direct, and it's like where you know when you get those flyers from people that you throw away like that's like that's, <laughs> that's the zero. business where you you can actually see every route and see the medium income of that route wow. so i was like there's a bunch of people in like san pedro and rolling hills that make over hundred thousand dollars i was like oh i'm i'm sorely mistaken there is this income level there is like you know there is this market of people that probably would be able to like sustain my business if i did open yeah. one up here mm-hmm. so then i so I was looking at a bar, but I realized I don't really like bar per se by itself. Like I was doing these workouts and I'm like, I'm not passionate about it. Like, you know, like, like I'm not really that into it. It's not my jam. I've done, you know. Pilates was your yeah, thing. Yeah, Pilates was my thing. Pilates was my thing. And then I saw like how other Pilates owners like live and I was like, I want that lifestyle. Like, I want that. Like I want to be this owner, you know? Yeah. So um, I was looking into that and then there was... A friend, this club Pilates is a franchise. The two girls bought it and they were they had an Instagram and they were going to open one in 2017, but they never did. And then I looked on their Instagram and they like there's a picture of one of them like doing the splits in front of the San Pedro Chamber of Commerce. So then that was like my first step was I went and I talked to Elise, the CEO of the Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. and she's like the best. She's so amazing. I love Elise. Yeah. I know she's so like even when she answers the phone, she's positive. She's has, Super positive. Yeah, yeah. Like half the time it's like, what do you want when I call when someone calls me because I'm like stressed out, you know? But like, <laughs> like she's always like. Like when she answers, I can't not. She be has happy. a bubbly, yeah. Yeah, like, she's like, hello. And I'm like, oh my God, you just made my day. Um, <laughs> so I talked to her about it, and she was like, well, let's, um, there's this business store's place. Why don't I have you go meet them? So then she um, met with me and Ali Sanchez, who is one of the, I'm not even sure what her title is. She like helps businesses start up. Like that's kind of what they do. Yeah. Like that's what that program does. It's through, like they help businesses get funding and yeah. the overall goal is to create more jobs in the county in the, mm-hmm. in the county of LA so I went over there and then it seemed it actually became like feasible like this I could, I could actually do this yeah you know even and, you know at that point I'd kind of like I had kind of gone through my money and the one major problem was I didn't have any income in 2017 right because mm-hmm. I was just like going to Nicaragua surfing all the time so yeah. I think I like literally my that was your gap year <laughs> yeah my gap year right so my taxes for that year were like uh $300. Like, literally, that's what I declared on my taxes because mm-hmm. that's, like, I just didn't do anything. I was just, like, I was at LAX all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Going through the fast track. Yeah. To, like, the international airport. Um, 
so, but then like the previous two years were like good, right? They were like, those were like, you know, solid, solid mm-hmm. income. So that was like, you know, and then they had me meet with the director of the program, this guy named Derek Kissinger. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, we think we can get you a loan because we've had other examples where there were people in your same situation that the, the previous year they didn't have any income, but you know, they had income before. And now that you're having income with your job now, we can show that you're making a wage so yeah. you can pay it back. I feel like everyone's entitled to take that time off from work. You know what yeah. I mean? And it shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be held against you, you know? Yeah, it just makes things more complicated. Like just for people who are like thinking of opening a business, because these are just, I just want like, um, as we go through like what I went through, I just so I can share with people, like mm-hmm. these are things to be aware of. Yeah, you know? they'll like, want to see some sort of income. Yeah, like if you're still not working, you may not get a loan, but it, unless you have an awesome co-signer, you know? Yeah. But like if you are like, so don't think that if you had a bad year, you know, you, you that you're like not going to get the business loan. You could if you can just prove like that, you know, yeah, yeah. like your, your income has, you know, improved. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so that was what was ha- that happened, and then I was like writing my business plan, and then the other thing was like looking for a retail space because I kind of realized I didn't want to be downtown because I have this thing about parking meters. Like I don't want, you know what I mean? Like I just don't <laughs> want to park in a parking meter. And I was texting all my friends. I was like, "Would you go to a fitness studio if you had to pay for meter parking?" And everyone was like, "No, like I don't want to do. Like that's too stressful. I don't want to have to worry about it." And I know that I don't even think they check around here. Like, do they even ticket? Um, no. Like for example, I put mine in at like nine. I'm pretty sure that it's still fine. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, it's 1220, yeah. and I think I it's fine. I think it's just the idea of, like, why don't, they, why don't they just get rid of the meters? I don't yeah. understand. And make everything green. I don't know. Like, why? Yeah. So, yeah. So, there was a, Well, I didn't really understand that, but I just didn't... There was that. So, there was a meter thing. There was also the other issue that, like, there's this, like, class structure. Like, some people above Western Avenue won't go past Gaffey for anything. Like, they just won't come to downtown. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? And it's really totally. weird to explain it we to talk, We talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. We talk about it. And um, it's just a fact. Like, people, like, have told me they wouldn't come down here. Like, I've, like, I've had these, like, you know, older ladies at my dog park, you know, like. They, yeah, they don't they, get they it. They just won't come. Like, they're like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know to go down there. I don't want to go down there. So, it didn't seem like I would get the kind of. The clients held yeah. that I needed. Mm-hmm. So, and then I was talking to the lease, and it just seemed like the best um, location for a boutique fitness Pilates studio was Western Avenue. Yeah. But, so here's the here's the kicker. So, Western Avenue is jury managed. So, like, some shopping centers are, are San Peter, which is the city of LA, and some of them are Rancho Palos Verdes. So, and it's not even like one side of the street is PV and one side is San Pedro. It's like, it's like zigzag. See, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, but that's, I've also heard that. Mm-hmm. So, I like, I was in negotiations and I was going to get the old curves place. Like, it's still vacant where the smart final is. Western and Westmont. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was going to, I was literally going to sign that and I had called months before the city of RPV. Wait, is smart and final in RPV? Smart Files RPV. Yeah, that shopping center is Rancho Palos Verdes. Stop it. Yeah, the shopping center across the street on both sides is San Pedro, but that shopping center is RPV. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. It's like it's like a like a weird jury. Okay, we're just gonna have to like dissect that for a second. The Albertson Shopping Center is that PV or Pedro? That's Pedro. The Albertson, the one next to it. Yeah, that's Pedro. Smart and Final is our PV. Yes. Okay, what about the Carl's Jr. one, where like the post office is and that mattress oh. store? Oh no, that's P- that's RPV. That's, that's RPV. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's RPV. Yeah. So yeah, for whatever reason, that specific shopping center is Rancho Palos Verdes. That's crazy. Months later, I'm about to sign the lease, so I go up there to buy my, you know, just to make sure I go up there to buy the license. And then they like tell me, oh, now you have to go to permitting. So I go to permitting, and the guy is like looking through this this whole file for the shopping center for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, um, you need a CUP. I'm like, what's a CUP? It's a mm-hmm. conditional use permit. 
And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, no one told me I needed this permit. And they're like, yeah, any, like, fitness, you listed it as a fitness studio. It's, you need this permit. And I was like, well, Curves was there before, and they didn't have it. And he's like, well, that's what I'm looking for. So he was, like, going through this file, and then it took several days because, like, all their files were... He told me they were in like a, like a metal shed in the back, so they had to like look through the like to try to find this yeah. permit. So then apparently Curves never got one, but it might have been that they didn't need one when they started. When they started, yeah, right. and then that rule that's changed since yeah. then. The CUP was it's seven thousand two hundred dollars, right? And that's a, and that's a lot. Like I think for the city of LA, it's around five thousand. Like that, that's it's a really high. So RPV has a higher price. Yeah, CUP. Yeah, and San Pedro doesn't require a CUP. So CUP is just a. It's a permit to have a like it's a conditional use permit, so that like it could be any business. It just depends on like the city's rules. Yeah. So like the for si- RPV, it's for any fitness business. They have to have this permit. Yeah, exactly. I, the space was large. It had a lot of square footage. It was higher rents than I was necessarily comfortable paying. Are we still talking about the curves one? Yeah. The okay. Curves, so I was the like, curves location. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want, and I didn't budget that that, that amount in my business loan. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I need to find a Peter place. But then that was hard because there's so only so many San Pedro places on Western Avenue that have open spaces. Like I'll give you an example, Ross, that Ross shopping center. There's a bunch of vacancies, but they're they're like 3,000 3, 4, 4, square feet, but Ross has a stipulation that there can only be one fitness studio and it's atomic and, and atomic boxing is there so they can't have another fitness studio because they don't want problems with parking oh. you, know, you know like every like there's so many like different things that like so that shopping center won't will only allow one fitness place yeah because Ross has it in their lease that there can only be one so you know an atomic boxing Ross specifically Ross specifically like yeah because they didn't want parking problems so oh. an atomic boxing keeps renewing their lease because there's a good space for them so they can't they won't let another one in there wow yeah so i didn't the, know that yeah honestly the parking is nuts around there anyways i can never find a, a parking when i go <laughs> well there you go that's why they didn't want another fitness studio mm-hmm. and then um i was even looking at the amc shopping center on pca you know like on pch in torrance yeah we're like the like the rolling hills yeah shopping there, center. there's so many vacant spaces but it's the same thing they're like um 24-hour fitness won't let anyone else in there you know, like they, like they they got an exclusive the fitness place. Yeah, like even if it was like yoga, because like what if I do a yoga studio here? They're like, no, it's it's like exclusive to anything. You know, like they, 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 that's just like what, how they wrote the lease and how the the owners were allowed it. So that so there was all these different stipulations, like you know, in all the different places I was looking. And finally, when I got to Pacific View, it was it was. Um, under a thousand square feet but it was long and narrow which is what I needed to have like 10 reformers in a row mm-hmm. but you know and I just got lucky because the landlord like uh, there was like I heard another applicant that wanted to do like eyebrow threading in that space and then I think they just thought that Pilates was more complimentary you know for the other businesses so they picked yeah. me and then that's really cool yeah and I was just like thank that's you exciting. Jesus yeah <laughs> thank you I actually can see you doing really well I feel like that's um that's a good place too mm-hmm. because you have like 25th and, and Western you have first of all all the military families that are right there yeah. because of those homes but you have South Shores you have PV RPV and it's if you were if you were above Western in RPV going to like a fitness place you were literally going 
against not against traffic yeah like against yes, traffic yeah. yeah against traffic to get to a 25th you know in western location whereas like most of fitness places you have to go to Torrance or the beach cities yeah. and yet you're gonna have to go into pch traffic and you know all that other stuff so i think that i can see that being a really great spot for you yeah because there's western and you can also get there through like a 25th street which isn't that busy so there's like there's more yeah. than one way to get there yeah as opposed like, to, like all the point from a neighborhoods you yeah. know it's like right up the street yeah and everything in between you know and alma yeah i see that working yeah so then there's been a lot of like interest it's just like i'm now i'm like waiting for pre-sales so then i think it's like you know slowly because i'm building out the space like i'm I'm literally doing everything myself. I'm painting the floors. I'm painting the walls. We have mirrors installed. Oh, my goodness. I'm missing three acrylic nails right now because they, like, you know, just fell off. It happens, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll just get this fixed, like, later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, I got to go varnish the floor after this. <laughs> like, literally, like, that's what I have to do. Yeah, just set aside nice nails for another time, <laughs> right. and then you'll get back to it. I know, and then, like, all my sandals have, like, paint on them. I was like, I got to buy some new shoes, which that's is fine. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I can't have nice things right now. That's okay. <laughs> well, you know what? We we actually are already at, like, 40 minutes, but I want to <laughs> take a break for a minute for our sponsor and then when we come back I really want to go into everything your business is going to offer and maybe we can talk a little bit more about the actual Pilates process you know for for absolute beginners like myself because I don't know anything really about Pilates like how is it different from yoga you know yeah yeah. so we'll get we'll get into it (laughs) all right this episode is brought to you by Cryptospace San Pedro's one and only cryptocurrency lounge Learn more at CryptospaceUS.com and definitely follow them on Instagram at CryptoSpace.us. All right, now we're back. Um, so Ashley, tell me more about Pilates. <laughs> tell me more about your business specifically and like what you're going to be offering there. Um because you're not open yet, right? You are going no, to be open. No, we're on our way to be opening by the end of May. Okay. Um, so I specifically designed the classes for the studio to like to meet all the needs of the San Pedro uh, Rancho Palos Verdes population. Like it's not just one style of Pilates. We have eight different class styles. So I have high intensity Pilates for like the girls that are going to the beach cities that want that like go go go. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got contemporary Pilates, and then um, a subset of that is we also have um, Pilates Foundation, which is like kind of like beginners Pilates because I wasn't going to have any levels in, in in the classes, but I did receive quite a few messages from people like, oh, I really want to do Pilates, but I need I need like a beginners level. Like I don't I don't know anything about. Oh it. yeah, for me, I would need a beginners level. Yeah. So then we have Pilates Foundation, which is just like the introduction to like contemporary Pilates moves. Yeah. Right. And then we have um, Reformer Cardio, which is the jump board class. So you're jumping on the jump board for most of the class. So you're really getting your heart beat up. A jump board? Yeah, there's a jump board. I'll show you. What's a jump board? It's a board that you, you're laying on your back and you jump up and down on it. Or oh. you, yeah, and you can use your, there's different moves you can do, but it creates um, more cardio as, a, as opposed to just like. Um, muscle resistance and okay. stretching. How is Pilates different than yoga? I know it is like very different, but I never knew exactly how. So diff- y- yoga, you do a lot of um, was like uh, you hold a lot of poses, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing a lot of like isometric moves in a sequence. Pilates, you don't do that. You're constantly moving. You're okay, constantly got it. on the go. So there isn't there isn't pauses in Pilates. Yeah, and, a, and the breathing patterns are different. So um, and there's just a different emphasis, right, in between the two exercises, but they do complement each other. Yeah. Especially with the former Pilates, um, you you you're just 
you're not pausing and you're doing a whole sequence where um, where you, you're working your legs, then you do your core, then like abs and arms. So mm -hmm. it's a whole body workout. Mm -hmm. Yoga is you're doing like the same moves and repeating them and repeating them for like an hour. Yeah. So it's just it's it's different. Yeah. Right? And then especially since in my studio it's a reformer studio, so you'll be on machines. Yeah. So can you talk about the machines? Yeah. So what is what is a Pilates machine? Okay. So a Pilates reformer. Well, Generally speaking, you have a carriage where like you sit or lay on, there's shoulder rest, and it's all controlled by springs, which create resistance. So you're using your own body resistance with the machine, and you have a foot bar where you do foot bar workouts, and then you also have straps. So that's how you can, you put your feet or your hands in them, and you're doing arm and leg workouts on the machine. Yeah. As well, so it, it um, assists you, as opposed to just doing like mat Pilates workouts, just another way to build up more flexibility and more strength. Mm -hmm. And my specific machines, they're like custom reformers. They're they're over seven thousand yeah. dollars. So like, they're um they have they have an extra platform in the back. So I have two foot bars. I have one in the front, which is typical for a normal Pilates reformer, and mm -hmm. mine also has a back platform with a foot bar that allows for extra exercises. And we also have extra back handles, so you can do like lunges and do uh, more kinds okay. of squats and do. There's just more exercises that than um that are available to you on this type of reformer. For anyone who's familiar with like a, a Legree style machine, the Megaformers or the Proformers, it's it's very similar to that. Like I have those back okay. platforms. Um, it's just they're wood instead of metal. Okay, know? so listeners who are into Pilates, who understand what, I'm what you're seeing, <laughs> yeah. you're probably getting really excited because you it seems like you have like really awesome machines that can do all of it. Yeah, and then it's kind of machines that you'll find in like Manhattan Beach or Redondo where uh -huh. like where people who are avid Pilates um, yeah. practitioners have been going, but now you can stay in San Pedro. You know what? That's, I think, like a trend that's going to be uh, like a more, it's going to be a more popular trend. It's like, how can I stay in Pedro? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for me, I don't want to go anywhere else anymore. I want to stay in Pedro. I want to work out in Pedro. I want to, you know, shop in Pedro. I just want to stay in Pedro. Well, I know ever since Western and like PCH are getting so crowded, like it takes like forty minutes just to get to like Tell Torrance. Me about it. It's mm -hmm. like not because there's only two ways to get in this town, right? Like, or technically three if you count the bridge, which is also under construction. Yeah, but still, either way, if you're gonna come into San Pedro, it's really only like Gaffy and Western. Exactly. So it's so I think that. Hopefully, people will like stop by once the machines are delivered. They'll yeah. check it out. And That's cool. Yeah, and it's um, so I designed a class styles for people who are you know maybe advanced in their Pilates practice or people who um, have special needs. We have um, therapeutic Pilates, so for okay. like people that have are cleared by their doctors, but like need a gentler Pilates, you know, or maybe you have some kind of certain injuries, like yeah. knee problems, but you need- Which you would understand because you had orthopedic surgeries before. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then I have a bar fusion class. I'm having a custom rose gold ballet bar manufactured right now. So we're having- Oh my a, gosh, yeah, that's so cool. A bar fusion class. We have a yoga fusion class, the reformer flow class, uh -huh. and then- um, I have a straps class, which is really popular, and that's where all the exercises on the reformer use the straps, which is a little bit gentler on your joints yeah. and like helps with flexibility and elongating your muscles. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we have. Um, I really designed the coursework to like be inclusive for everyone's needs, since I am really the only Pilates, or I will be the only Pilates focused place in San Pedro. Yeah. I didn't want it just to be one style. Yeah. You know, I wanted people to like find what they needed, and we are gonna have them. Um, 6 a.m. classes. So I'm having a reduced schedule. Like the opening week or the first two weeks will probably just be like two in the morning and two in the evening. Like 
um, at eight, eight, an 8.30 and a 9.30, something like that. Or seven, no, seven and 8.30, right? In the morning yeah. and then two evening classes and the weekend classes. And then once I build the clientele after two weeks, then we'll be adding like, like expand the Yeah, the like schedule. the 6 a.m. classes, the 10.30, the noon class, you know, and then 4.30, 5.30, 6.30, and then hopefully a 7.15 evening class if there's enough demand. Right. So yeah, and just because people were like, you don't have a 6 a.m. class. I don't want to sign up. I'm like, I'm going to have it. It's just not there the first week, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, be patient. Please, I'm yeah. trying to get together. Of course, like we have to just understand that you know, as um, entrepreneurs are building their business, it's not going to be all out there yeah. right at one time, right? Yeah, because I have to like pay the instructors to be there, so I don't want like yeah, the, that would suck to show up at six a.m. the first week and no one registered for the class. Right, so right. Be like, sorry guys, <laughs> like it's just you and me doing Pilates. Um, do you instruct? So I'm certified, but I am not instructing unless I have to because I'm running the business. So I felt like I was going to get burnt out, you know, like doing too many things. Totally. So I have, I've been like secretly recruiting an awesome team of badass gals off Instagram. And, you know, so I've got like about 12 instructors, that, which is also really great because um, you get a lot of styles. Yeah. They're from different backgrounds. Like some girls are from a dance background. Some are from high intensity. Right. Some of them like work in PT clinics. You know, like so I've got these really this really cool like staff of of instructors that come from different backgrounds. And then mm-hmm. um, one of the things about being a business owner was I realized I have to like stand back, like stay back, you know, and kind of have that distance. So I was like, if I, if I become too involved where I'm like teaching the classes, then I lose that like neutrality of like someone has complaints or if someone doesn't like something about the class, then I'm going to take it really personally if they didn't like I it. Could, so yeah, so I was just sense. trying like the, for my own, for the best like business standpoint and to have a, you know, a professional boundary. I was like, I'll just manage it without teaching unless I have to step in to, you know, yeah. fill in the class just because if someone doesn't like, like, who's the blonde girl? Like, I don't like how she teaches and that's me. I'm going to be like, per- you know, yeah. like super upset or something. Yeah. You know, just, just so I can kind of keep it like a managerial orifice yeah. of, of, you know, of, about my business because I really want it to be. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so, but I'm, I'm I'm down with the groove. Like I'm excited <laughs> for this business. This is going to be cool. I definitely plan to take a beginner's class. Um, I'll hook you up, girl. Yeah, I'm ready. That'll be really cool. It's been a while for me. Like yes. I used to work at Equinox. I now work at a fitness company. Mm-hmm. But you know, because of my PTSD from PE <laughs> in junior <laughs> high, I don't really like group fitness. Of course, unless it's in a spin room. Yeah, where it's you know, dark and no where one it's can dark see you. and no one can see me and no one's yelling at me specifically. <laughs> Um, but also yoga and, and Pilates, I feel like are a good group fitness for me to start with too, because it's not like run, 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 you yeah. know, like, like 50 jumping jumps. No. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a very nurturing environment. Like no good. one's going to be like, get up fatty. Like yeah. it's not, no one's going to say like that. Language. There's no like military. Yeah. Drill that language style. is not allowed. It's like, and we do have privates too. If people wanted to just have a private session, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's 10 reformers and I'm trying to think, like, it's just, I really want it to be a nurturing environment where you can, if you have injuries or you can't do something, you just don't do it. Like, yeah. I mean, peace out. no one's judging you. Cause it's yeah. like, Pilates is all about your own personal, like physical growth. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like great for core strengthening. It's yeah. great for postpartum women who've had babies that need to like, you know, that's t- me right yeah, there. Tighten it up, <laughs> you know, like have to recover from that and that. And, um, 
it's it's good for certain injuries as long as you're cleared by your doctor. And I'm working with like a few. I've talked to a few PTs in the area, yeah. and so might, we might do cross referencing, uh-huh. or, you know, or offer specials. Like if you're a patient of, you know, yeah. this doctor. Well, or, it's good to know. It's good to know that because you'll have like physical therapists, um, like or instructors who have that physical therapist maybe background or association, they'll be considerate of all these things. You know. Yeah, that's why I was like, I need the therapy class because like so many women were like, I have back, like everyone in this town has lower back problems like there's so many chiropractors so do I now that I'm like approaching 30 I'm like yeah it's so true and it's like I think that like not that there's anything wrong with other types of workouts but if you're not strengthening the best thing you can do is strengthen your core Mm -hmm. right and be and like you know and like and that includes your like your psoas and your back muscles and things like that so um pilates is like excellent for a whole body workout as well as core strengthening yeah and it doesn't create trauma like we're like boxing or other types of workouts they're you, like impact they're, based yeah, yeah. impact based and you can if you're not doing them properly you can really hurt yourself you know and there's like low risk there's very low risk of injury yeah with Pilates yeah you know and then it also like because you're doing a lot of stretching on the machines because mm-hmm. you know, you're stretching your you're stretching your joints you know your um your muscles it helps prevent injuries as well like it's also very complementary for other other workouts like mm-hmm. if you're a weight trainer Pilates is a great complementary workout because yeah. it's a great prepping Mm-hmm. It's a great way to prep your body for things. You, you know, it's not, totally. you don't have to just do one type of workout. So that's, that, that's kind of like, if anyone uh, goes away from this podcast, I really want to stress like how excellent Pilates is for like ev- everything. Like, cause we need to function as people. Like we need to be able to bend over and pick up something without hurting ourselves and yeah. feeling pain. Okay. Now that my kid is growing, yeah. like he has just grown so much. He's like a little dude already. And I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> but he's like, um, I had like 15 months and now I'm realizing when I'm picking him up, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, you know, like you're so much heavier than <laughs> yeah. you were. And now I have the backpack and I have my purse and it's like, Oh, I got all this stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel it in my lower back. I'm starting to realize like, Oh, I'm just like out of shape. I can't keep up anymore. Okay. Well, as you are approaching to your opening date, um, how are, how can people first of all, get involved or like get in on that first membership thing? Okay. Good question. Mm -hmm. So right now, um, I have a pre-sale. We have a pre-sale for, it's uh, 10 classes for $165, which is a really great price because usually they're not, the lowest they usually will go is 20 a class. Yeah. But so that's like 16, 15 class and you, that, that is for anyone. You can buy up to five of them. If you go to our website, www.fitculturepilates.com, there's a link called book now, um, or you can scroll down and there's the different price options, the different packages that we have. Mm-hmm. So we have like, you can just buy a pack of classes or you can go on auto pay. There's, uh-huh. there's different options. Um, if you do that, you will be taken to the Mind Body website where you can register as a client and then you know buy the pre-sale. Then um, you can also email me at info at fitculturepilates.com if you have any questions. Um, our Instagram is you know at fitculturepilates and our Facebook is fitculturepilates. And I'm working on trying to be an Instagram, you know, it's driving like more social media friendly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like a part-time job in itself. I know. Right. Cause I'm so over Facebook. Cause I was, I, I've been doing Facebook since it started. Like, cause I was on the East coast when Mark Zuckerberg created it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I've seen the whole gamut of when it was just for college students, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, when my mom went on Facebook, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> like I'm over this. Like we're not friends, mom. You're yeah. not, you do not need to know. But, um, now it's specifically for like women in their forties and fifties. Like that's like their jam. Like Facebook is like, yeah. yeah so I have to like be more um 
Facebook friendly. You do. Yeah, definitely. I'm learning that too with the podcast is like, you know, and I'm on Facebook. Like I'm a big Facebook user because I'm a big scroller and I love getting like links and articles, especially from, you know, all these places that I follow. But I'm learning with the, the podcast. I have to be a lot more active on like the podcast Facebook page, you know? Yeah, and like I love Instagram because I don't have to write anything. I was like, oh, here's yeah. a pretty picture. But as like, yeah, and then I just have to keep my, my personal page closed because no one needs to see every New Year's Eve party since 2000, you know. 12, right? Like, I gotta keep, oh my those, gosh, yeah. keep those pictures on the DL. I know. I have to, like, definitely manage my privacy settings a little bit better. But anyways, um, okay, cool. I will have all the links in the show notes. So I'll have your website linked up. I'll have your Instagram linked up and um, your email in the show notes. Um, so, yeah. I Thank you for sharing about Yay. Pilates and your personal journey of how you started a business. We're going to have you back on, hopefully, with Elise and um, Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Derek, um, people People who, at least from the Chamber of Commerce, Derek from Business Source. Okay, yeah, Business he's the Source. director of the program. Okay, right? yeah. So having those two um, amazing people come on to tell us how we can start, start a, a business. business. Exactly. Yeah. It's gonna be that's gonna be a cool podcast. Yeah, it is. I know. So I can't wait to have you back for that. Um, but yeah. Anyways, thank you so much for joining Yay. me for the show. It was nice to meet your fur babies. <laughs> They're so they're so calm and collected. And snoring. <laughs> they, yeah. So listeners, if you heard some like heavy breathing or snoring, it was these. my asthmatic dog. <laughs> <laughs> they're very yeah, but they're very cute and adorable. Yeah. All right. Alright guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation I had with Ashley Rios. Uh, Be sure to check out all the links in the show notes. And also, don't forget, if you like the episode or you like the podcast, um, I would love to receive a rating from you. Um, Five stars would be awesome. And if you have a little bit more time, um, I would love to get an actual review and get your feedback on the podcast. Um, I continually want to make it better and better. So, yeah. If you have time, thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.